Hey, Doc, if you had to choose, would you give yourself a root canal or run payroll? Run payroll? Have you run payroll before? Paying my team with Gusto couldn't be easier. It's reliable, accurate, and saves me time. Choose payroll without the pain. Visit gusto.com slash streaming. Do you feel like you've tried everything, but you're still living with urinary or bowel urgency or leaks? The Interstim system has been chosen by 400,000 patients. Treatment with the Interstim system is prescribed by your physician and not all patients will benefit. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you. Individual patient results may vary. Risks may include surgical, device, and stimulation-related complications. Learn about the Interstim system at talkleaks.com. You knew the job was dangerous when you took it, Fred. I have a question. Be respectful uh, of me. You can act like a man! He's colossal, stupendous. One might even go so far as to say he's mediocre. I guess I should salute you as a worthy adversary and all that, but the truth is, I really did hate your guts. It's the Single Storm Podcast. I don't think it was he that first said this, but I know he popularized it. Or maybe he did, for all I know. The great Dr. Michael Savage. Borders, language, culture. Borders, language, culture. That's pretty much what makes a country, right? That borders, language, culture. Let's Borders defines your geographic area. Language is the way you communicate, the commonality that we all have, uh, so, so that we can effectively talk about ideas and debate things. And then culture. What, what it is, the culture that informs the values, how, how your society will conduct itself. The United States of America used to take its borders seriously. The United States of America used to covet the English language as a unifying language for us. Not prohibiting other language be spoken, but, you know, our, our common language, the common tongue, if you will was English in this country, and the culture, the Judeo-Christian culture, which embodied everything that we are about, liberty, freedom, legitimate government being a government of, by, and for the people. That's why it's so important. Now, give give the left-wing credit for knowing where our strength is, where America's strength is, and then going after it and trying to undermine it. The borders, well, that's obvious. Nine million illegal aliens... Uh, since Joe Biden took office, millions of them unvetted could be foreign military, could be uh, narco terrorists, could be rank and file radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists. So borders, uh, they're trying to erase them, the Democrat Socialist Party. Language, of course, we're told that now English is racist. (laughs) A command of the English language is racist. And culture, they are attacking Everything that has to do with a just and righteous American culture. Bill Maher, who, you know, isn't a fan of the Judeo-Christian ethic, but he has been pushing back on a lot of these issues that that the left has been championing, including the attack on language. He's rightly pointing out and has discovered that that the attack on language, the genesis of this is GovEd and the 
taking over of higher education by woke influences. And he, folks, I, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say Bill Maher is now one of the biggest anti-woke guys out there. Have a listen to this conversation he had in his program. I think felon is now justice-involved person. Um, and- Do you guys get that? that we, we can't say felon anymore, justice-involved person. Really? <laughs> I, but th- that's what they do. You can't call them illegal aliens, although we do. That's the legal term of art. You must call them migrants because the left does that on purpose so you can confuse those who come to our country legally with those who come illegally, and we can't get to the bottom of the various problems that are incumbent upon that. And that's exactly the point. They don't want you to be able to combat their agenda. So they want to throw out all these terms that prevent us from having cogent and realistic conversations about the problems the Democrats are creating. There's many others like that. And it's, it's his, I think his point was it's one thing for language to change organically, which it should and does. And you can't stop it. You know, most of Shakespeare is indecipherable because it's 400 years ago. We don't use those words anymore. And the dictionary every year puts out a, a, an edition with these are new words, but they're they're new words because people just organically started using new words. It's not like the dictionary says, "Here's a bunch of words we're commanding you to use now." Mm-hmm. And I think what Packer was saying is that's what's going on now. There's an order that comes from a small group of people. We don't know who they are. We can't ask. It comes on from high, and they're saying you need to say Latinx now. And you need to say, you know, a person experiencing homelessness. And I feel like this is why woke becomes a joke, because you'd rather rename it than solve it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there go the applause. Rename it than solve it. You see, and I think it's also to confuse the issue so it doesn't get solved. Somebody sees a, a political advantage by massive homelessness. They do. Uh, the the Lat, Latin X. The, the, the reason, you, know, you folks, for those of you who don't know, Latin X is an invention of the left because you may or may not know that the Spanish language has male and female genders attached to certain words. Latina, Latino. Latina is female, Latino is male. And the woke crowd says, oh no, we can't have that. So they want to, we, we need Latin X, you know. It, it, and no, nobody who speaks the Spanish language supports that unless they're complete utter freaks and idiots and the reason why as i said this is happening the reason why we are getting such a disintegration of who and what we are borders language culture is because of GovEd, is because of education in general and our enemies the enemies of mankind are doing this on purpose and you know who's been keeping great track of their efforts to dismantle borders, language, culture with inside of education, the Texas scorecard. One of their investigative reporters joins me next on the Salcedo Storm podcast. And now a word from our sponsor. Does the state of the economy have your head spinning? Let American Medical Plans relieve one burden, health insurance. American Medical Plan specializes in under 65 health insurance plans that have zero co-pays and no deductibles. You choose your doctors, you choose your hospitals. These plans have nothing to do with your income and are 30 to 60 percent less than Obamacare. If you're paying too much for your own health insurance, call American Medical Plans. You deserve better. They will customize a plan managed and chosen by you, not the government. A liberty-loving American takes on Washington, Hollywood, and the whole media establishment. He's Chris Salcedo. Join his fight. 
Tune in to The Chris Salcedo Show every weekday afternoon on Newsmax. Do you support the sanctity of life? Our military, our veterans, our first responders? Well, so does Patriot Mobile. They have great discounts for all of those folks, plus you multi-line users out there. But that's not where Patriot Mobile stops. They continue their support by donating millions every single year to conservative causes that you and I care about. And if that isn't enough to get you to switch, how's about the fact that Patriot Mobile isn't limited to just one network? They have all three major carriers. That means they provide an industry-leading coverage guarantee. Need more reasons to switch? When you go to patriotmobile.com storm and you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support me. So you get great value, support the causes you love, and keep your liberty-loving Latino's voice independent, all for making the switch and putting your hard-earned money that you're already spending to work at battling the woke. Call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Or go to patriotmobile.com storm. Use the promo code STORM. That gets you free activation. 972-PATRIOT at patriotmobile.com slash storm. The establishment media is out of touch with the real things real Texans care about. Real news for real Texans. That's what Texas Scorecard does every day. Learn more and subscribe for free. TexasScorecard.com slash Chris. Folks, want to welcome to the program, back to the program, Robert Montoya, investigative reporter for Texas Scorecard. Hey, man. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? Doing not not too shabby, I would say. Coming off the uh, the holiday and uh, and hope, hopeful for a new year. I am jonesing to figure out what uh, you guys have been covering uh, while we were on our long vacation. So what do you got, man? Well, we've got uh, two investigations I want to share with you and your listeners. Let's start with the first one. It's titled Dangerous Ties, Communist China and Texas A&M. How ominous does that sound to you? It does. You know what? And didn't didn't A and M finalize hiring this DIE, this diversity inclusion equity character? Yes, Mr. Mark Welsh. Yes, they did. Wow. And uh, let's go ahead. Now that's actually a key point. That's a good segue. Mr. Mark Welsh, you know, loves DEI, and that actually makes him vulnerable to influence by the Chinese Communist Party. How so? Well, the Hoover Institution detailed in an article they published how the CCP's propaganda department led efforts to win over Americans through their sympathies with woke movements. So in other words, if you're woke, the CCP targets you and tries to use that to gain influence with you, which throws up all kinds of red flags on Mr. Welsh now that he's the president. Yeah, because if you're woke, uh, you have tendencies to be left-wing, extreme, anti-American, anti-constitutional, pro-communism, and uh, the, the CCP sees you as a friend. Absolutely, absolutely. And there's also concerns about Mr. Welsh before then. Uh, before he was president, he was the dean of the Texas A&M Bush School of Government and Public Service. Uh, <laughs> how well are you familiar with this place? I don't know it, but if it's got the word Bush in it, I'm automatically su- suspect. Well, you should be concerned because, yeah, that place, a lot of people who end up working in state or federal government, they study there. Oh, boy. So that's an automatic red flag. But as part of our investigation, this is only just one aspect of our investigation. There's lots more. I encourage people to go to TexasScorecard.com, click Investigations, you'll find the full report there. But as we were researching, we found that at the Bush School's website, it advertised open exchange programs with three universities in China the Institute for International Studies, 
the China Foreign Affairs University, which is called the Cradle mm-hmm. of Chinese Diplomats, right. and the Southwestern University of Finance and Economics. Now, when we asked about these, Texas A&M said, well, we only have two student exchange agreements with one university in China, the Hong Kong University of Science and Technology. Now, we went back and said, well, wait a minute. You're telling us one thing. Your website's telling us another. And when we asked about this, we said, like, look, two different things. It's like your website outdated. Kelly Brown, their spokesman, said it was, but she wouldn't tell us when these agreements ended exactly. They just scrubbed their website, and after a while, you know, we kept peppering in with questions. And after a while, they just stopped responding. Wow. Okay. So, what do you, well, what do you suspect? What do you? What, what is the connective tissue here between the, what, what was in these agreements that was so egregious? Well, here's the most egregious thing, and here's what I'll tell you. Uh, we talked with J. Kyle Bass. He's the co-founder of the Committee on the Present Danger China. Mm-hmm. And he told us any relationship with any Chinese university can be deemed to be problematic because the overwhelming influence that the Chinese Communist Party has. Every single university in China is at the pleasure of the Communist Party. Right. Now, this is also concerning because Texas A&M, we found out in a previous investigative article, is a U.S. defense contractor. So if you can just single out like one of these universities, the China Foreign Affairs University, should we really have any kind of relationship with a university that's the cradle of Chinese diplomats with a U.S. defense contractor? Well, that's crazy. Yeah. Now, we think we did find a key as to why in the world there are these relationships with between the Bush School and the CCP or even Texas A.M. General. And that is a man by the name of Neil Bush. Have you heard of him? I have heard of Neil Bush. Oh, yes. Well, he served, he's one of the sons of former President George H.W. Bush, Mm -hmm. and he serves on the advisory board of the Texas A&M Bush School of Government, but he's also the founder of the George H.W. Bush Foundation for U.S.-China Relations. Oh, boy. Now, this is an organization that pushes for closer ties with China, and, you know, Mr. Neil Bush himself, he always comes out and defends any accusations about being concerned about the about China and the CCP, which, by the way, that contradicts almost everything we can see with our own eyes, including the 2023 U.S. Director of National Intelligence report that came out warning about what a threat China is to this day. Well, sure. I mean, they, they are our chief political rival uh, on, the, on the national stage. They are also antithetical to uh, to American values with their promotion of genocide, their promotion of racism, their promotion of slavery, which may, maybe it's why the Bushes love them so much. I don't know. But I think most normal Americans don't subscribe to what the, don't buy what the, the Chinese are selling. Let's put it that way. Correct. And, you know, if we allow our students to go study abroad there, that gives an opportunity for the CCP to influence our students and make them friendly towards China. And we only have to look and see about how many students leave home, they go to one of these woke universities here in America, and suddenly are transformed and start abandoning the very values that their parents instilled them with. So it's not that far away to consider that we may be also exposing students who go study abroad in China mm-hmm. to CCP indoctrination. 
Good grief. And that's all yes. happening right here in Texas. Correct. Good. Now, who's accountable? If, if Texans are concerned, who's accountable for this at Texas A&M? Who right. should they be asking questions of? It's the Board of Regents. And I can read out to you the names of every single member of the board right now for you and your listeners if you want. Well, I think, yes, I do. But I, I think it should be, it's instructive. How is the Board of Regents selected? The governor of Texas appoints them, and then the Senate considers them and ratifies them, is my understanding. Good grief. Okay, well, let's hear the names. All right, here are the names. Bill Mahomes, Robert Albritton, David Baguette, John Bellinger, James Brooks, mm-hmm. Jay Graham, Michael Hernandez III, Michael Plank, and Sam Torn. And those are the individuals, if people are concerned, they should contact and they'll find their email addresses in our investigative report. Again, titled, Dangerous Ties, Communist China and Texas A&M. Good grief. And again, you ask the question, who's accountable? So you say it's the Board of Regents. So uh, is it? can we infer that the Board of Regents is seeking to keep this relationship between Texas and China going? That's a good question to ask them. The fact that in their response, Texas AM's response to us, they boasted, hey, we still have this one relationship with one university in China. Uh, I think that's very concerning. And we should ask, like, how is, what are you doing? In fact, we even asked the board, sure. did Mr. Welsh tell you about his plan to protect Texas A&M, a U.S. defense contractor from the CCP? Those were one of the questions they wouldn't answer. Neither did Mr. Welsh ask that, answer that when we sent a question to him directly. Wow. So I'm, I'm not sure what I'm more troubled by. The fact that that they they have these relationships or that they're that they don't want to talk about them. It is troubling. And again, U S defense contractor on top of the fact that they, it, they educate so many of our students. And really this is part of an overall trend we're seeing. I'm sure you've noticed that, you know, a number of universities that were exposed for harboring anti-Semitism. Oh yeah. They're now starting to throw up walls. Harvard is trying to, you know, batten down hatches and act as though they are accountable to no one. And I think the time is now for us to start reminding these universities, you're not alone to your, yourselves. You are accountable, and when you start bringing that accountability to them. Right, especially especially if they take taxpayer money. Correct. I mean, Texas A&M is funded by taxpayers, both the state and federal level. Good grief. All right. Well, what's the second uh, series you've been working on? second series is titled Federal Tyranny. Uh, two articles launched the week of December 18th. And I'm sure you've noticed that uh, from Donald Trump to Elon Musk mm-hmm. and to Kyle Rittenhouse, doesn't seem to be our federal government just seems just out of control, monstrous, and completely tyrannical at this point. It does. Bordering on it. Well, you know, considering what happened before the end of the year in Colorado and, and their naked attempt at uh, rigging an election by basically removing any opposition, the leading candidate, not only in America uh, for the presidency, but uh, in his primary as well. I mean, he, he leads both. It was astonishing to watch that. Yes, it was. And, you know, this is a time where, and this is the crux of our series, 
State public servants must shield Texans from this increasingly tyrannical federal government, but also tyranny in other states. I mean, we spoke with Wade Miller. He's the interim vice president at the Center for Renewing America. He told us there are many aspects of the federal government that are woke and weaponized against the American people. Mm -hmm. And this is a time where really we're in an age where I think there's increasing skepticism. And one person told me it's healthy about what the federal government does and that we shouldn't just automatically assume that what they do or any action they take is on the up and up. Well, right. Trust me, government has never been in our, in our best interest in the United States. Correct. Now, in order to start considering like how can we better shield ourselves from federal tyranny, it's important to understand what our here is exactly. I mean, in the first article, we go through the history of tyrannical act after tyrannical act we have seen recently. We also have to understand, like, what kind of agreements and relationships does our state have with the federal government outside the U.S. Constitution? And while our research is not exhaustive, we've viewed multiple such agreements across different agencies. And I do want to point out, too, this is this is one's very interesting. We found two data transfer agreements dated between March 2017 between the U.S. Department of Commerce and Texas Department of Public Safety. And both agreements state that DPS agreed to give fingerprint records in one agreement and also in another biometric records with metadata of fingerprint, palm, face, scars, marks, tattoos, and or iris of deceased individuals. What? Yeah, I know. My, 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 eyes, sh my eyes shot open. It'd be bad enough that this was with the FBI, but it's not. It's with a part of the U.S. Department of Commerce, which raised questions. What exactly is this agreement supposed to be accomplishing? What are they going to do with this data? Well, right. Why and, would they want the, the retinal scans of dead people? Correct. And I'm sorry to say, you know, we asked DPS about this, as well as other agreements we looked at, and they have not responded. They did confirm they got our questions, but we've yet to hear a response from them. And we're trying to dig a bit deeper into this to try and find that out. Now, but that's just one ag agreement. Again, not everything we did is exhaustive. It does give you a good idea, and I can say in, in summary that there are a lot of relationships our state has with the federal government. And that's not to mean that we should kill all of them, but it's important for us to know what are these kind of relationships, what are they doing, and if we have further questions, we have a right to ask and get those questions answered. True. And, you know, I, I can think of at, at least one way that retinal scans could be abused or that biometrics, which is what they're talking about, could be abused, especially when it comes to the vote. If if some of these machines, they say they, they adopt some so-called safety measures to make sure that the that there are legitimate people voting. I mean, it wouldn't take much with an iris scan. Oh, yeah, this is this is so and so. Nobody else knows that the, this person's been dead, you know, for five, six years. But I, maybe I'm thinking too small. But I, when, when I heard you say that, chills ran up my, my spine thinking about why a government agency would want this type of data. It's, it's very concerning. And the fact that Texas participates in helping them gather it should be very concerning. It should be. And that, of course, raises the question... So, all right, where do we go from here? Like, what is the next step that Texas needs to take? And we talked with attorney Tony McDonald. He's someone who has done a lot of work 
in the legal arena defending mm-hmm. Texans from tyrannical activity. Sure. And he, he said, you know, he praised us, Governor Greg Abbott, for how he's staying up to the federal government on the border. Sure. He praised Attorney General Ken Paxson for his legal fights. But he believes that now the next step that Texas should take, that the governor of Texas should take, that he believes he can take, is conducting case-by-case reviews of extradition requests. And you can see the need for that because not only what's happening in the federal government, the tyranny there, but also in states like Georgia with their political persecution of Donald Trump and Mark Meadows, Mm -hmm. conducting case-by-case reviews can be another shield Texas can erect to protect Texans from tyranny, to make sure that an extradition request, this is on the up and up instead of it being political persecution of a particular Texan. Well, you know, hearing you talk about this, I'm, just before the holiday, uh, when that egregious, terrible, and by the way, it was so bad that the Colorado Supreme Court stayed their own their own ruling knowing it was that bad, that in, in the wake of that, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick suggested that, oh, well, if this is going to be the way we're going to do things, then we should throw Joe Biden off a Texas ballot because he has facilitated the importation of of eight million illegal aliens, nine million illegal aliens and counting. And I and I thought that was incredibly fair. If the Democrats are going to do this, I think it's incredibly fair to consider something like that. What I mean, that's what that's what struck me by what you've been saying. Yes, and I don't want to speak to that uh, that act specifically, but what I will say is that many conservatives have been frustrated by the fact that Democrats will land a number of punches against us and our side seems not to punch back or instead kind of like say, oh, you're meanie. And I think the voters, conservative voters and Americans, they're interested in seeing a lot more stronger retaliation of sending a message saying, Democrats, the days of you doing things without accountability, those days are over. They should I think be. it's also yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why former President Trump is getting a lot of strong support he has because he's indicating that he wants to bring accountability. Well, yes. And I think that, I think that's, there's a hunger among the American people for that accountability, which heretofore the Republican party in particular, the Republican party in the Texas state house does not want to, to bring forth to the left wingers in this, in this country who are, have are showing to a watching world that they don't want to be bound by laws or rules. So, uh, what other uncomfortable relationships did you find between our state and the federal government? Well, this was a curious one. Uh, you remember back in summer, Chris, when Governor Greg Abbott told uh, Joe Biden, we'll see you in court this right. is about the fight over the Bowie border barrier. Yes. Well, I want to be careful. I'm not sure if this, you know, if this is a case of correlation, not equaling causation. But I found it interesting that a couple of days later, The U.S. Capitol Police announced they were going to open a field office in Texas. I remember this. this. I remember this. Yes. And, you know, now they cited that, you know, there were rising, increasing threats to Texas congressmen. And to their point, we've heard Senator Ted Cruz say something similar. Wade Miller uh, told us that there has been an increasing threat against uh, members of Congress. But he, he was curious. He said... He wasn't sure why the U.S. Capitol Police would put a field office in Texas instead of just doing what they've always done, which is work with local law enforcement. Well, 
we decided to try and dive deeper into this be, to see, like, because the timing was just so curious. It sure was. And unfortunately, we found that uh, the relationship to create this field office appears to be at Texas Department of Public Safety, where we sent an open records request. Uh, U.S. Capitol Police was informed, and they are fighting us on this. They sent a letter to Attorney General Ken Paxson arguing about why these records should be hidden. And to date, we still have no further answers about, even though we've even asked questions to the Capitol Police and DPS about this, we have no further answers about this office, if it's even active or not, or its operations. Now, obviously, we don't want to know information that would compromise the security of Congress. Right, exactly. But, sh but surely there is information that would not threaten that security that we can see, because Texans need to know, what is the federal government, what is the Capitol Police, one that has so many questions surrounding it because of January 6th and what's been coming out there, Texas serves know what are they doing in our backyard? No kidding. No kidding. I think that's, I was disturbed when I, when I heard the report about this and how nobody really wanted to talk about it and how they said, well, you know, uh, this is just to protect congressmen and they kind of let it go. But the, the, the ongoing secretiveness should raise red flags with uh, actual journalists, which is probably why it does with you. Robert Montoya, uh, if folks want to uh, review for us one more time both of these series they want to go check out at TexasScorecard.com. Go to TexasScorecard.com, click Read, then Investigations. There you will find Dangerous Ties, Communist China and Texas A&M, and the series Federal Tyranny, two articles, parts one and two, sitting over there. You, you will find much more than I was able to say in this interview. You'll be able to go in depth and know far more than, than the mainstream media, the established media, will tell you about these matters. All right, man. Thank you very much. Always appreciate the hard work. Thank you, Chris. That puts a wrap on this Salcedo Storm podcast. Do me and yourself a favor. Two websites, texasscorecard.com. You're finding real journalism there. Journalism that actually asks tough questions of all the political parties in Texas. Yes, unlike the biased press that only asks tough questions of Republicans, the Texas Scorecard asks Republicans and Democrats some very tough and uncomfortable questions. Also, pay a visit to chrissalcedo.com. That's where you find me, all of our social media hookups, and Chris Salcedo's shows on AM Talk Radio and PM on national television on Newsmax. Till we visit again, my friends, remember this. A society's worth isn't measured by how much power is stolen by government. It is measured by how much power is reserved for you and me. We, the people. Stay vigilant out there, my friends.